wedges, you know, during the summertime, absolutely, I want to get you on grass. We also have a 27 hole short course. So we have the perfect facility to be able to do short game fitting. So if it's during the summer, I just hand him a golf club. And once I kind of fit him, I can hand him a golf club and hey, go play the short course. See if you like it. Uh, during the wintertime, it's it's a little bit more difficult, uh, but I'm just trying to get bounce and lie as much as possible. And then we do have an indoor, a 2000 square foot putting green and chipping green indoor. So I can, if they want, they can go downstairs and they can hit little chip shots with it. Um, just see if they like it that way. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. Well, Dave, a a couple times a year, every year, we like to invite some of the best and brightest fitting minds from around the country to join us here on the Fitting Room Podcast, really selfishly, so we can pick their brains, we can uh, learn from them, we can see what's been popular for the year. Um, You know, a lot of these top fitters in the country are working on a daily basis with more golfers than we are, so it's always nice to get closer to the golfer and closer to... Uh, the fitters who are working every day with Callaway products and with golfers. And so we hadn't done one of these in a while. So I thought that it would be a good time of year. You know, fall is here. So we've got a lot of, you know, basically since January, February, maybe some some courses were closed there for a month or so in the middle. But, uh, you know, eight, eight months of, uh, of fittings under the belt with this year's products and maybe get an early read on some of our uh, fall launches as well. And so I thought today would be a good, uh, or this week would be a good time to do some, some lessons from the field. And so that's what we're going to do today. Um, we've got a great guest, uh, one of the top 50 fitters in the country. And uh, Dave, tell us who we're, who we're chatting with today. Well, this guy and I go uh, way back. I've known him for over 10 years. His name is uh, Trent Maxwell, and he's the director of custom fitting at Windmill Golf Center in, in Ohio. He's, he's uh, in Macedonia outside of uh, Cleveland, uh, o- Ohio. You're probably not going to find another guy who's more passionate about fitting than Trent Maxwell. He just absolutely loves it. Uh, we talk about specs and spec geeks. I mean, he's, he is truly... Uh, right up there. He's a top 50 club fitter in America from Golf Magazine. He is uh, one of the top 100 best club fitters in the United States from Golf Digest Magazine multiple years. And he is a Callaway in the Callaway Fitters Hall of Fame from 2019. So he is actually on a banner here in Carlsbad at our our headquarters. Uh, Trent Maxwell, he's an awesome guy and a, a fountain of knowledge about fitting. And exciting news as well is that Trent Maxwell recently chose to make the jump to join the Callaway staff. So uh, always great to get some of the best fitting minds uh, on the Callaway staff so that uh, selfishly, Dave, you and I have uh, more access to them. Yeah, so he's he's joining us as a Callaway master staffer. We're super excited um, about that. And that's really going to help us in both our fitting knowledge and our development of, of future products. Um, programs and products. Uh, so really excited to have Trent on board as our, our newest Callaway master staffer. Now a little bit about the windmill golf center where Trent works is, uh, like Dave, you mentioned, it's a little bit, uh, outside of Cleveland. It's in the uh, greater Cleveland area and, um, indoor outdoor driving range. So year round, 
and also a 27 hole short course. So when it comes to, you know, dialing in the short game, dialing in the wedges, uh, getting fit. I mean, uh, one of the, the biggest challenges, Dave, as you know, is, uh, you know, launch monitors are great for drivers, irons, but sometimes the wedges, um, you want to just go outside and hit some, hit some chip shots, hit some bump and runs, hit some, some pitch shots, and uh, you can do it all at the Windmill Golf Center. So um, if you're in that area or potentially going through that area, certainly a, a great place to check out. Um, if you want to uh, uh, get a little preview of it before we jump in with Trent, you can go to windmillgolfcenter.com. You can follow them at windmill, uh, G-L-F-C-T-R, short for Golf Center, uh, on Twitter as well. Um, fantastic facility, lots of good fitters, two indoor-outdoor bays. So you can uh, hit balls, see their flight. Uh, in the wintertime, you can also still uh, get a fitting. So a, a fantastic facility, fantastic staff. And, um, uh, and, and, and we're in just a moment, we're going to invite Trent into the fitting room um, to pick his brain a little bit. But I just have, Dave, I have to do this. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. A little bit of a teaser. You and I this fall have had a uh, – you know, three, I think it's been about three different podcasts, uh, releasing new products, maybe even four. We had, we've had four. We had it's a B21 Woods, yeah. B21 Irons. We did a Reva podcast, which you were not uh, on, but then we did CB Wedges. CB Wedges, right. And all of those have, are off to a great start, great feedback so far with higher handicappers. But Dave, it's the higher handicappers are in good hands right now with those products. The low handicappers, the players, I want them to pay attention. Just a teaser. You do not want to miss next week's Fitting Room podcast. You will not regret it. Um, yes, that's all I can say for now. But If you're a player or a playa or you consider yourself a playa, you have to tune in next week to hear about some new stuff coming soon. All right, Dave, I think it's time now to welcome Trent Maxwell from the Windmill Golf Center in Northeast Ohio to the fitting room. Trent, uh, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. And Trent, I want to start off um, by asking you to, uh, you know, the last couple months, golf is seeing a, a, a boom. And I have to imagine that a facility like yours has uh, benefited a little bit from the e extra excitement for golf um, and new golfers. Um, can you t talk to us a little bit about uh, what you're seeing over there at the Windmill Golf Center? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is <laughs> at the beginning of this season, I wasn't so sure it was going to be quite like this, especially in early March when all this when all this COVID stuff hit. But it's it has been nuts ever since we were shut down for about six, six to seven weeks. But since then, it's been been morning till dark every almost every day. Anything you've, you've had to do differently on the, on the fittings because of the new regulations and, and such? Yeah, we've, we've, uh, I wear a mask all day long now, uh, which is, it's a little different. I'm wiping down every golf club. So well, golf clubs are nice and clean. The grips, the grips last a little longer now because they're getting <laughs> cleaned every day. Um, so those two are, I guess are good things, but um, fitting was easy because we, we kind of social distance yourself. Anyway, we have, we have a TV monitor in our bay, so we can just kind of point out and I don't have to get really close. It's harder with lessons and stuff like that, but that's, you know, as far as the fitting goes, I just hand them, I can hand them the club from the grip 
or from the head side with the grip going to them. And it's pretty easy. How did you, uh, I know we, we've known each other for a long time now, I think mm -hmm. uh, 10 plus years, but, but yeah. how did you get into um, fitting and, and become such an uh, accomplished uh, fitter? I know you have such a passion for it, but give us a little background on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the passion is, is, is definitely part of it. Um, it. I got hired at a sister facility called Windmill Lakes and I got hired as a fitter and didn't even really know what that really entailed or really what that meant. And I just started doing some research on it I'd, and started kind of researching golf clubs and different, you know, finding out about lengths and lies and swing weights and set makeups and set compositions. And, you know, I got to, I was fortunate enough to visit some different facilities, Titleist and Callaway and, and TaylorMade and Mizuno and Ping over the years and just trying to pick up a little bit from, from each person. I mean, the one thing that I found out, it, it's kind of like Arnold Palmer said about golf. You all, you're always learning something. So if you, if you kind of pay attention and you want to keep learning, you, you can always learn something. Now, now, Trent, you've been doing this uh, for quite a bit of time uh, mm -hmm. in fitting, but recently you made the decision to join uh, the Callaway staff. So yes. talk us through, first off, welcome. We're really thrilled to have you on, on our staff and working with golfers. Uh, uh, you know, lots of new golfers as well. Um, but talk to us a little bit about that, that process and what were some of the factors that, uh, can, you know, pushed you over, over the edge to come join the Callaway, uh, team Callaway. Well, I think, you know, the biggest part was probably the people. I mean, just talking to, you know, I, I, I was out there last fall and, um, you know, talking to just, just various levels of the people from all the way at the top at Chip Brewer to, you know, to anyone on the floor of receptionist, you know, those type of people. And you could just feel the passion that Callaway had for, you know, wanting to do, wanting, wanting, wanting to be 1% better every day. Just keep trying to strive to be better. Um, you know, stay, stay humble and hungry, you know, just keep fighting. Um, and that's kind of, kind of what we do here at our place. You know, it's, it's about the passion. It's about, you know, just having, just trying to, trying to make people better if we can. Um, you know, the big thing was the product was really, really good. The product keeps getting better and better, especially the player side of things. Uh, and I think the, the investment that you guys have made in the golf ball is pretty profound too. So that was all, it kind of all tied in together. I mean, the people and then the product. Nate, he's already, he's already got the humble and hungry, you know, he, he already knows the, the, the motto chip would approve. Uh, that that's awesome. Um, walk us through your, your fitting philosophy. So what, what would a, a fitting look like if someone shows up to, to windmill uh, with you, what, what's your, um, uh, approach and, and how do you, you walk them through the, uh, the bag to, to fit somebody? We do ours is def, is is by appointment only. So a lot of times I'm seeing people that I might never have seen before or even talked to. Uh, sometimes I get emails or, or something from the people, but most of the time I'm meeting them for the first time. So I'm trying to do, I call it just trying to play Tetris a little bit. So I'm just trying to figure out what makes them tick. You know, why are they there? What are they looking for? Are they there for an iron fitting? Are they there for driver fitting? That type of thing. I usually have that stuff written down, but I, I ask them anyway. And then I ask them, you know, some, some questions, you know, what do they like about their current stuff? You know, how long I can usually tell how long they've had it by, 
based on what they have. But <laughs> I ask them if they've been fitted before, if they've been fitted with TrackMan before, just trying to get some information from them. And then, like I said, you know, for me, TrackMan is TrackMan's really good as a as a data collection thing, but it doesn't tell you how it looks and how it feels. Those two things are, in my mind, the most important thing. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where I start. And you know, I'll ask them, you know, handicap range and stuff like that. And what are they looking for? What what are they looking to accomplish? Is it a distance thing? Is it you know an accuracy thing? What is it? Kind of go for. Now at your uh, at your facility at Windmill, talk us through. Uh, uh, you know, if someone comes in and wants a full bag fitting, is yes. there an order that you like to go go down? And then, how do you do? Um, what I think is one of the most critical parts of fitting is the in between. Let's say you pick irons, you pick a driver, and then mm -hmm. you're filling in that gap, and then on the bottom end too, you know, filling in the wedges. Mm -hmm. um, so, what's your approach in terms of uh, uh, the order you like to go about it? So if I'm doing a full bag fitting, first of all, I, I do a lot of full bag fittings, although I don't always like to do them just because the amount of golf balls we're going to hit, you're going to get worn out. I mean, if you hit 140 shots, you're not hitting 140 shots during your golf round. Mm -hmm. um, so I usually start with irons. Um, I, I usually start with irons, but I will ask the customer, do they have a preference driver or irons? Because I'll start one or the other. If I start irons, I'll go to driver next and vice versa. And then I'll fill the gap in between there, you know, hybrids, fairway woods or whatever utility irons. And then I'll do wedges last and wedges by far are very, very important. And they get overlooked so many, so, so many times. Um, I had a gentleman in yesterday and he got fit at uh, the TaylorMade kingdom. Uh, and he had a full set of TaylorMade clubs and he got fitted like five or six years ago. And his driver was really good and his irons were really good and got the wedges and his wedges were awful. And I'm like, mm -hmm. did they even like, did they even try at this point in time? Because the wedges weren't like everything else was really, was pretty good. And we, we beat everything, but we got the wedges and it was like, they forgot to do them. I mean, the lie angles were not what they should have been. The gaps were not what they should have been. It was not something I would have expected, but mm. wedges are just as important. I mean, that's where you get, to, helps you get the ball close to the hole. Right. Now, now, do you have any tricks? Uh, you know, Northeast Ohio, it's not uh, like uh, sunny San Diego year round. So mm -hmm. Do you have any tricks and tips for uh, fitting wedges indoor if, if necessary? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have a bay. So we, we actually fit indoor to outdoor uh, most of the time. Um, wedges, you know, during the summertime, absolutely. I want to get you on grass. We also have a 27-hole short course. So we have the perfect facility to be able to do short game fitting. So if it's during the summer, I just hand him a golf club. And once I kind of fit them, I can hand him a golf club and Hey, go play the short course. See if you like it. Uh, during the winter time, it's, it's a little bit more difficult, uh, but I'm just trying to get bounce and lie as much as possible. And then we do have an indoor, a 2000 square foot putting green and chipping green indoor. So I can, if they want, they can go downstairs and they can hit little chip shots with it. Um, just see if they like it that way. But yeah, I'm using a lie board and just just trying to make sure I get the bounce and the the bounce and lie angles. And if I've done the iron fitting already, I probably already have a good idea of where it should be. And I just talked mm -hmm. to him about the different things, um, you yeah. know, shafts and stuff like that. So, what kind of trends are you seeing out there? Just digging into wedges a, a little bit, you know, that's the area near and dear to my heart, uh, mm -hmm. trend, but. 
what what are you seeing there in terms of grinds and and bounce? Do you see people come in and they don't have enough bounce, or do they have the wrong grind, or they have too much bounce? Um, what are you seeing primarily there? Rarely too much bounce. Mm -hmm. It's usually the opposite. In Northeast Ohio, it's so soft most of the year anyway. So having extra bounce is is a good thing. Um, you know the options that was you know that was certainly something important to me. I mean, the options that, that the jaws has with all the different grinds is, is certainly nice. Um, especially the high bounce options. Um, so yeah, it's usually that they don't have enough. And, and then yeah. how about with, um, in terms of loft, you know, 52, 56, 60 has been kind of the gold standard forever, but now we're mm -hmm. seeing these irons getting stronger in terms of the pitching wedges where you see 44 degree pitching wedges, 43, 42, right. sometimes, um, are you seeing, are you fitting people into more 50, 54, 58? Yes. Are you seeing people come in with more 50, 54, 58? What's the, yeah. what's the trend there? Yeah. I've actually played when I, when I put a third wedge, not a pitching wedge, I don't really count that as a wedge. When I put a third wedge in my bag, it was a 50 because I played a pitching wedge of 54 and a 60. So when I put a gap wedge in and became a 50, so my my standpoint is I certainly pushed that. I don't know when I started doing that about 10 years ago. So the 52, 56, 60 really didn't make sense to me back then because pitching wedges at that point in time were 46 degrees. You already had six degrees of gap between your pitching wedge and the gap wedge. And the gap wedge is a little bit more of a distance oriented club anyway. So yeah, I, I would say the trend is definitely more towards 48s and 50s in a gap wedge instead of the 52 the 52 has kind of disappeared not disappeared but it, it certainly we don't sell very many of them mm. 56s we still do but right. so trent uh let's let's reflect back a little bit on the uh, 2020 season sure and what you've been seeing this year in terms of trends and we can start with uh what's been in the market for the bulk of the year um and the let's say the maverick line of woods Mm -hmm. uh, three different driver heads, you know, the standard, the Sub-Zero, and the Maverick Max. Mm -hmm. um, talk to us a little bit about what you what you saw over this past year with uh, the Maverick lineup. Uh, I saw that – I know when, when I first saw it in late fall, late fall of last year, and looking at it and thinking, thinking ahead, I thought, I thought Sub-Zero was going to be really good, and I thought Max was going to be really good. And I know the company's focus is more on the minimum or the, you know, just normal Maverick, but I thought the two extremity pieces, so to speak, would be really, really good. And I think that at least at our facility, they kind of were. And I, I think they were for you guys because they were back ordered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so having, having those, I thought you kind of had the perfect mix. You had, you had a low spin option. You had an, a, a max option that could give you, that was a straight to, not draw bias, but kind of, it could help you turn the ball over. And then Maverick was just kind of the, the middle, the middle choice that was, was good. Um, definitely in fairways, it was the same thing. I mean, I did a fairway wood fitting today for a guy and having three different fairway woods with all different options and different looks and different feels. And I mean, it was, it was really easy to do a fairway wood fitting where some of the other companies you wouldn't have, all three of those options you might have one or two of those options but you're not going to have all three so right you and you can kind of show it to him and explain it and tell him hey you know if you want this ball flight or want that ball flight 
I mean, so many people have handed Maverick Max Fairway to, and they hit it and they're like, oh, I'm taking this one. It's going with me right now. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Can't quite have it yet, but. Right. Yeah, Maverick Max has been huge for us, especially Mm -hmm. on the the fairway um, side. We always get a ton of questions in the fitting room, Trent, about shafts. I mean, shafts are, uh, people love talking about shafts. Mm-hmm. Give us your philosophy on shafts, uh, stock versus aftermarket, and then also the different uh, weight classes uh, that, that are out there. Do you see any trends there? Are people playing shafts that are too heavy, do you think, or, or, or too light? Um, and and what, what do you try to put people into? Uh, shaft wise, you know, the last, probably since TrackMan has really become hot the last seven or eight years, I see companies, every company making more of a trend towards aftermarket, either looking shafts or, or similar type of shafts. Um, it, it's given, it's given you a world of opportunity. I don't know necessarily that you always have to go into the, the true aftermarket where you're spending $200, $300, $400 for those shafts. I mean, they're really good, but the, the shafts that the companies are putting in now gives you plenty of different options and different weight classes and different things like that. So you, you can find, I mean, with Maverick, you know, having helium, having Riptide, having Rogue White, and then some of the other ones, the, the Hazardous Yellow, and some of those, you, you had smoke, you had all kinds of different choices that you could kind of get them into something. Um, if they wanted their their favorite shaft, absolutely, that, that becomes available as well. I know Ventus Blue has been a very popular one. Um, not only on tour, but at our facility, it's just, it's just a good shaft overall. Uh, as far as the weight classes, um, I don't see too many people getting too heavy. Um, it's probably depending on the club head, it might need to be heavier. Um, you know, I would say one of the, if I get a complaint about Maverick, sometimes it almost feels too light. I mean, compared to, compared to the SIM or the, the ping. I mean, those are two popular ones at our facility as well. And the ping wins a lot of battles and it's, it's a, it's a heavy one. I mean, it's, it's just a really heavy golf club. Right. Now uh, with this year with um, so many new golfers finding the game, mm-hmm. I wonder if you can share your perspective on a, a question we get a lot, which is, Hey, I'm brand new to golf or maybe I'm a 20 plus handicap. Mm-hmm is a fitting going to help me? Do I really need to get fit? Like I'm going to, you know, lose 10 balls around anyway. What, what right. good's the fitting going to do? Can you speak to that a little bit and what you see when you're working with higher handicap cap golfers? Sure. Uh, I think that they're actually the ones that need fitted the most because especially if they're, if they're a 20 handicap, 25 handicap, and they've played a long time, they probably have a very mis fit set of, they, well they didn't get fitted they, they got a mismatched set of golf clubs they got a three wood they can't hit they probably they, they probably have a driver they can't hit they have a maybe another fairway wood they can't hit they have a four iron in their bag that they use for punching out they have they have wedges that match the punch set out that, club. yeah yeah your punch out club you got wedges that don't really do what they're designed to do they're just kind of match the set so that's that's the guy that probably is going to benefit the most just by giving him the right tools in his toolbox so he can go out and you know he can probably shave off five six shots around just by giving him the right stuff Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's we, not talking swing changes or anything like that. That's just right. giving the guy a chance or the fe- mm-hmm. a, a female a chance. Mm-hmm. We hear we get that question all the time, Nate. You you heard it here from Trent, one of the top fitters, one of the top fifty club fitters in America. Just because you're a high handicap doesn't mean you don't need to get fit. Go out and get fit. It probably help your game. You know, with the <coughs> the tour pros, and you probably see this because I know you fit a lot of really top players and top amateurs as well, Trent. There, it's a little bit on the margins. They're so good already, and you're making little Correct. tweaks to help ball flight, but. When you get somebody who has a bag that is completely not fit for them, I mean, you got to be kind of chomping at the bit and you can make some huge, huge improvements for those people. Well, that's the ones where they pick up, you know, I had a, a gentleman yesterday, he picked up 25 yards on a seven iron. <laughs> nice. And he was, he was a 13 handicap. It wasn't like he was a, wow. he just, he had irons and the irons were just okay. And he just, everything I handed him, he had it. And he's like, well, I want this one. I want this one. I want this one. I want this Because they were all better. And like, well, unfortunately, right. you got to choose one of these. Yeah. So Now, now it's only been around for a couple of weeks now, but mm-hmm. do you have any early reads on uh, Big Bertha B21 and Big Bertha Reva and how that super game improvement category is, is doing or, or any trends you're seeing with uh, golfers that's good for so far? Um, yeah, we've, we've had some success. I, I know we've sold quite a few, uh, B21 drivers already. Um, and it's fun to kind of put it side by side with max. And it's funny to see how some people will choose max and some people will choose B21, you know, and it's, it's mainly due to the, the weight of the golf club. You know, the ones that choose B21, it's, it's a little lighter. It's a little easier to get the club head through the ball. And if they're choosing max they're choosing because mass equals velocity. So if, if they can handle the weight of it being a little heavier, they, they tend to hit it maybe a little bit farther. But I, I know the low spin aspect of the B21 certainly is very nice. Yeah, that's been an interesting one because uh, Max has that kind of traditional MOI, high MOI, mm-hmm. and then the B21 really has this kind of slice killer type of thing, low spin and really with the um, not quite offset but close to that. So it's been interesting to see people kind of look at two ends of the spectrum with the, the max and the B21. Oh, and just how rich looking B21 is. I mean, yeah, when beautiful. people look, look down at that driver and they're like, Oh man, this looks awesome. So it's, yeah, it's, it does. It looks really, really good. It certainly doesn't look, I mean, it's something you would be proud to put in your bag yes. all the way from the irons to the woods as well, you know, and it's not something that looks like a hacker club or, or anything like that. So great feedback so far on the B21. I wanted to ask you about the about ball fitting too, and what's sure. your um, approach to ball fitting? Do you use um, the same type of balls for all of your fits, and and how does ball fitting play in, and, and what's kind of your philosophy on that? Um, we use the same type of ball for all our fittings, um, and I just kind of I'll, I'll get kind of feedback from them. I'll, I'll I'll talk about you know their numbers, you know, and ask them pretty much every fitting I do, I'll ask them about ball and what ball they use. And is that because I've, I've been approached in the past and I didn't really capitalize on it. Now I do. Now I try to, Hey, this is, this would be a good golf ball to try. You know, ERC soft would be a good golf ball for you to try. Um, Chrome soft X would be a good golf ball for you to try. You know, what, what are you playing? What are you seeing? What are you <laughs> certainly ones that are, if they're playing a really low spin golf ball, and they hit it really low that, you know, they need, they need something that's going to get a little higher in the air because it's just going to benefit them. Um, 
but I, I give him some choices. And, you know, even if I have to give him a sleeve of golf balls or something, just to here, go try this, give me some feedback because at the end of a fitting, regardless of iron fitting, driver fitting, whatever, I'm going to send them a report to let them know here's, you know, here's, here's your numbers from today. So that gives them an avenue that then they can ask some questions back. And I want, I want your feedback. I want to know if it's good, bad, and different um, because that helps me become a better fitter. Now at the end of, um, you know, when a golfer comes in for one of your fittings, what's like, uh, or is there, you know, the one most important thing that, you know, if that you have to get right, or, you know, if I get this one thing, right, everything else will, will somewhat fall into place. So whether that's, uh, you know, whether it's launch angle, whether it's, uh, you know, maximizing ball speed, whether it's making sure we get the lie angles, right. Is there one thing that seems to be an indicator for you that, that, uh, it's going to go the right way. If you can figure out, you know, like we're solving for this problem. Um, I wouldn't say there's just one thing because every, per every person is so different. You know, mm -hmm. some, some people are looking at, they, they want to see a certain look of a club head or they want to see a certain amount of offset, or they want to see a certain top line, or they want to see, they want to feel a certain thing with the shaft or, you know, so it, it varies so differently that, you know, sometimes, you know, I had a guy today that I did a fit for in the springtime and I watched him hit a couple of golf balls in the spring and it just clicked. And I knew exactly what to hand him and he hit it and he loved it. And he, it was like done deal. Mm. But then as we did fairways and hybrids today, it was a little bit harder because his launch characteristics weren't, weren't the best with those golf clubs. And it was hard to have, you know, it's really hard to fit fairways and hybrids because especially like with Maverick, I mean, they're all glued in. So mm -hmm. it's hard to have every different option and different length options and stuff like that. So it's hard to be able to dial in exactly what that person might need. Whereas in an iron fitting, well, I can just change shaft. I can change length. I can change this. I can change that or driver right. fitting, same thing. Um, so I wouldn't say there's just one thing it's you've got to talk to the customer and figure out what they're, what they're there for and what they need. Um, because it's, it's their purchase. It's not, it's not my purchase. It doesn't matter right. to me what you buy. <laughs> I, yeah, I just want Dave, you to be happy. <laughs> Dave, we need more adjustable fairway woods. It sounds like. Yeah, that's um, a good thing. And I know we've talked about it on some previous uh, episodes, the trade-off um, between the adjustability and some of the performance things, you know, the weight of the hosel and where it locates the, the center of gravity can be a challenge. So with Maverick, we went to the, uh, the fixed hosel versus the adjustable that we had in, in Flash, and it does help with the performance, but mm -hmm. it can be a challenge for the fitters. You, you got to have a lot of demos um, in there as well or kind of know what what shaft you uh you need so we're working on some uh solutions down the road that can uh that can address that uh trent i know you like to play a lot and you play in a lot of section events mm -hmm. you're you're very new to the to the callaway staff but um what do you have your eye on uh for what you put in the bag or what have you put already in the bag yourself and kind of uh walk us through uh what you've got some of the highlights from your bag uh, I, I know the hardest thing for me is, is, is honestly the wedges, getting the wedges into play. Um, I had, you know, we, we have some history there, Dave. So, you know, that, sure. that's, that's something that hasn't changed for me in gosh, a long time, 18 years plus years. So that I have those now I have, I have two of the three of my wedges. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sliding those in, um, 
the golf ball is another hard one. Uh, that's probably the hardest one because again, just kind of used to it and comfortable with it. Um, the important part of my game is, is short game chipping and putting and doing that stuff. So those are the two that I've, I, I'm working on the most, um, iron wise, I, I have a set of apex pros coming that I really like the look of, I really like the feel of them. Um, I'm interested to kind of, I've been testing different drivers. So those two, those two are usually the hardest for most people. Those, those are not probably as important to me. I think because I think the Callaway line, I like the look of the iron that that's first and foremost. And I like the look of the, I've always liked the look of the woods. So that kind of helps too. So, and the feel, the feel of Maverick, the feel and the sound is so much better. I mm. think uh, it sounds more like, it sounds a little bit more like a player's club, which is mm. what I was kind of used to. Um, so that kind of helps. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what, Trent, I know a guy on the wedges. Um, his <laughs> initials are RFC. Um, and <laughs> we like to call him the OG of wedges. Um, been doing it for 40 years, oh. Roger Cleveland. And I think we can find something, uh, get something uh, special for you that, that right. may help your game. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Hmm. But I am, I am uh, like I said, really excited about, really excited about the, I haven't done this process like this in a long time. And so I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm pumped. So Trent, if there are some golfers in uh, Northeast Ohio or golfers still be traveling through the Cleveland area or uh, mm -hmm. would like to come specifically to uh, uh, come to the windmill golf center, uh, how can uh, golfers get a hold of you or how can golfers uh, make an appointment? Um, easiest way is you can, you can call our pro shop, um, or you can also, you can go on the website, www.windmillgolfcenter.com. You can also send emails from there. Our phone number's on there as well. Um, you can shoot me a direct email from there. Uh, like I said, it is by appointment only. Um, right now, even though it's October 2nd and it's Northeast Ohio, we're still booking at about two and a half weeks out with having wow. two, nice. two fitting base. So it's, you can definitely tell COVID has affected golf because October is usually a slower month for us. So having it two weeks out is, is pretty, pretty cool from our standpoint. That's wonderful. I'm going to get, um, I'm going to have to call ahead. My father-in-law's in Cleveland. So, uh, try to maybe do him a, a favor and call ahead and book him some time with you. Uh, I know a guy, I might be able to slide him in someplace. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, that would win uh, you some serious brownie points, Nate, uh, with the with the father-in-law there. I mean, <laughs> we're talking uh, about a little Hanukkah gift here. As his official uh, purveyor of golf clubs, uh, he 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 smiles fondly upon me right now. So we're we're in good <laughs> we're in good shape right now. But um, uh, wonderful golf courses out out there in the Cleveland area, and I know you live in Akron, uh, mm -hmm. Firestone, beautiful. We were talking just a minute uh, a minute ago about how how gorgeous the, the trees are in, in the, in the Cleveland area, beautiful, majestic oak trees, uh, mm -hmm. really good grass. Dave and I don't see grass that green <laughs> any time Ever. of the year in California. Right. Um, so uh, a great part of the country for golf. Um, and one of the top uh, 50 fitting facilities year after year uh, at the windmill golf center. And, uh, uh, excellent staff as well with, uh, you Trent Maxwell there. Um, so really as, uh, golfers in the area, you can't go wrong heading over, uh, uh, to the windmill golf center for, uh, any of your club fitting needs. And 
uh, the 27 hole short course too. Uh, that's always a fun way to spend the afternoon, you know, after work, before work, lunch break, skip work, you know, anytime. So if you have a question for us or for uh, Trent, uh, you can always access uh, the Fitting Room uh, Brain Trust on the Callaway Golf community, callawaygolf.com community. Head over to the Fitting Corner thread. Um, your question will be answered there. Or if it's specifically for me, Dave, or Trent, we'll make sure that we get that answered for you. Um, and uh, if you're not in the Akron, or sorry, if you're not in the Cleveland area and you are interested in getting a fit, um, you can always have, you can always start your fitting journey with Callaway Distance Fitting, callawaygolf.com slash distance fitting and spend 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one time with a Callaway Certified Master Fitter to talk through some of the things you have on your mind before you actually go uh, test or, or demo uh, the clubs. Um, this episode of The Fitting Room was produced by Tyler Sheehan, uh, recorded by Jen Turk and edited by Trevor Miglarino. Uh, we'll be back next week with more from The Fitting Room Podcast.